Sports Meets Beer Beer Podcast. I am Brad Barmore. That is the illustrious Ben Perry. You are tuned into Sports Meets Beer Podcast. This is episode 88, I believe. Yes. Yes, it is 88. It's the Double Ocho. Double Ocho, or as I like to call it, the 1.21 gigawatts episode. 1.21 gigawatts. Check us out on all the social media outlets, people, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email the show at sportsmeetsbeer at gmail.com. That's meets like the protein, M-E-A-T-S, sportsmeetsbeer at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking, people. We want to hear from you. Um, We are coming right up on the holidays. Thanksgiving is like in... We're recording this on Tuesday the 13th. This is airing on Friday the, what, 16th. Uh, so Thanksgiving is less than a week of the week away. Hopefully you got your turkeys and all that stuff kind of taken care of. Let's put it this way. If you have not bought a turkey yet, you're fucked. Fucked. <laughs> I mean, can you, can you, do you agree with me? Um, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it means that you don't have really have a game plan. And if you're the one hosting and you don't have a game plan yet, then you really are fucked. But you're if you're host. not hosting, then who cares? who cares? No, no, no. But if, yeah, if you plan on cooking a bird, uh, then, yeah, you need to. I mean, I remember I have so many fond memories of my, between my mom and my dad, of, you know, buying turkeys a month beforehand. Like, literally going, not, not picking them up, but just right. going and, like, prepaying. Yeah. This is what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, and this is. This is the non-GMO days, right? So yeah, but you got these gigantic turkeys, Willie birds especially. Yeah, I wonder how busy they place. are this year because Homie died. Willie died this year. Oh, I'm sure they're probably twice as busy. Yeah, and that they are, <laughs> they are a million dollar industry at Thanksgiving time as it is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so I'm curious to know how that uh, how that's playing out for them. I'm sure. I don't even sure have to look at the calendar. I could tell you when uh, when um, Thanksgiving rolls around my house. When you start replacing the carpet? No, no, oh. good one though. Uh, <laughs> no, when the um, good one, can, asshole. <laughs> when the uh, the dining room table, you've been to our house. We've got mm-hmm. a big, like a you know, just a square table. When groceries and like Ziploc bags and plates, and all of a sudden I see, you know, I see, you know, uh, bouillon and all the, like all the different necessities that she has. I said shit starting getting stacked on the table. I'm like, oh yeah, it's probably close to Thanksgiving. I should clean the garage. That's usually my, <laughs> my thought process. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so I know it's I know it's almost here. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It's uh, a horrible, horrible transition. I'm sorry, I killed it. No, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, anyway, Thanksgiving is the exciting thing that's coming, but we've had exciting things just happen. One, Mr. Benjamin Perry took. The firstborn of his loins, and uh, went and witnessed a tire fire in Oakland on, oh, uh, man. on Sunday. Tell me about it. it How was, did it go? It was did you have a good time. Amazing to uh, to see all the dumpsters that were on fire before we even got to the stadium. Welcome yeah. to Oakland, everybody. <laughs> uh, no, you know, here's the thing. Um, I had an opportunity to uh, thanks to a uh, friend of the show, Barry. Uh, gifted me some tickets for uh, for the section he sits in. You know, he he does work for an organization that rhymes with the um, uh, and MNL M- MFL. Can I allowed to say he's worked for the NFL? Yeah, you say, to that. I don't know if he allows to say that or not. But why? I'll, add, I'll dump all this out. I don't know. 
I don't know if he's got some kind of thing where he can't talk about the games or no, he's, he's got a non-disclosure thing. He no, he talks about the games. Yeah, no, he's all, all right. good. So a friend of the show, uh, Barry, uh, works for the National Football League. In fact, he works for the Oakland Raiders, and he's on the chain gang. Does a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. In fact, he does a great job tackling uh, uh, defensive play- offensive players from the Jets, specifically. <laughs> uh, anyways, he gifted me a pair of tickets to take my son, because I mentioned uh, last year that I wanted to take, because hypothetically, this was going to be Oakland's uh, Raiders last year in Oakland. Right. Uh, so I wanted to take my oldest son, who's eight, a little early. I beyond, You know, to see a Raiders game, I was like... You know, I was hoping that when I had a son before all this started happening, I said, you know, but 12 years old is about the right year to me. It's like 10 to 12 is probably where I want to take him. Eight was a little young. I was a little worried, but we did it anyways, and Barry ensured they had great seats. So that was awesome. They are great seats. They are awesome. It's been quite a few years since I've sat up there in those seats, but they are fun. These are the ones. These are different than the ones I've sat in before because he's given me a set a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, these were on the visitor side, but you're directly below – the suites. In fact, if I stood up, the guys in the front row of the suites couldn't see. Oh. But it wouldn't up working out in our favor when they dropped the bottle of water on my head. Well, also, they wanted you to stand up so they didn't have to watch. That's I think part the other of thing. it, too. Uh, they literally dropped, like, they knocked a bottle of Fiji water on my head, and I went and picked it up, and I handed it to him, and the guy goes, hey, thanks. And I go, you know, the least you could do is give me a cold one for dropping that on my head. And he goes, oh, yeah, you're right. And he goes and hands me a cold water, and I'm like, I'm in a beer, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dad, you've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> you had enough of me, all right. No, we had a great... So, to get to the game, um, you know, we left We left the house around 9 in the morning. You know, originally I was going to say, like, oh, we're going to leave at, like, 11 for a 1 no. o'clock game, right? No. I thought, you know, traffic, whatever. So, then I started thinking about more and more, and the gates opened up at 11. So, I was like, I know he's going to want to go watch the players warm up. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to leave it. We left around 9. Stopped to grab sandwiches at the store. On our way. And he's like, hey, Dad, you know, can I bring... Can I bring my uh, Kindle, my little tablet, on the way down? I'm like, no. We're going to listen to tunes, and we're going to talk about dude stuff. Yeah, like, that's, good. That's what we're doing. Good. So went down there. Great songs, laughs, jokes, the whole deal. We park uh, kind of off-site. We didn't park at the stadium. It's fucking Raiders. As shitty as they are, their parking is $80, and it's prepay only. You can't walk up. You know, the days of going and paying a vendor to park is gone. It's been gone for yeah. a few years. So we the city uh, wants to make sure that the parking attendants aren't taking their money. Oh, sh- I it's guess. crazy, dude. It's it's contentious. That whole situation is very contentious. It's very bad. And it, it and I'll continue to. Oh, yeah, it's not getting better. No, between no, now God. and the exit. It's not getting better. So. So we, we go park offside for like 40 bucks. Go through. We dump. We meet over a friend uh, dumps the, the, the spot. We go. We dumped us right into the parking lot. We were like literally a, you know, a few feet away. It worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um. So we go in there, meet up with a buddy, a high school buddy of mine, who've been to many Raider games with me over the years. Um, hung out with him, but Jack is just already, I could tell, like, he doesn't want to eat a sand- half a sandwich I got him. Doesn't want to eat it. Because he uh, wants to just get in there. He, wants to, he is, like, not pissed, but he's just, he's, I could tell he's nervous. Nervous, like, angry nervous kind of thing. Just sitting in his chair, kind of pouting, but not really pouting, just not really saying anything and not being engaging to everybody. I'm like, dude, what's going on? He's like, I want to get in there. I said, Jack, I go, it's... Literally, it's 11 o'clock right now. I go, the game starts at 1. I go, there's, once we get inside, there's not a playground in there. 
There is nothing for us to do. Yeah, but the, you know, the, the crappy thing is that you would have had the same reaction if you were sitting in the car in line trying to get a parking space. Oh, if you had gone later. So the, your decision to show up at 11 is considerably better. Yes. Yeah, I, even oh, I would, trust me, I would much rather him be frustrated with us not going in soon enough than me having us to run to get in to right. go to, you know, skip sandwiches and all the deal. Because I'm trying to explain to him, you know, we, I let him have a soda. Right, Whoa. so that's, that's a big deal, dude. A little I know. seven ounce A and W root beer, and I'm like, look, I go. He's like, well, I'll walk with the okay, kids. So I'll I'll bring this. I'll just drink it inside. I go. Bad news, buddy. They don't let you bring in food or drinks outside. He goes, why? And I'm trying. So we have this conversation that goes in this long. It's isn't it amazing that at these things, like you don't realize the lessons you're gonna have to teach. Like all you wanted to do is be like, hey man, you just got to see the you got to see the linebacker blitzing. That's it. Like you got to make sure the running back sees him so he picks it up. That's yeah. all you want to teach him. Nope, you also got to teach him about the terrors and perils of being a human. Like ah, there's terrorists. They could kill us. So they try. They, you know, they don't let us bring other things in. Right. Well, not only that, but hey, you know, there's a, there's a bigger company that owns the concession rights to the stadium, and they don't want us to eat outside. They want us to eat inside. Right. So right. all these things and. Just going, going through the whole thing was just crazy to describe to him. And to, to which, so we get inside. We, I go, let, let, we're going to do this. We're going to find a bathroom. We're going to find the closest bathroom to our seats because I'm in dad mode. Right. Which is literally, you go in. We're in section 145. Uh, you go in. Right as you go in the door to where we sit, there's bathrooms right there. Perfect. Perfect. Concessions right there. Perfect. So we go in. We find our seats. We get all situated. And we, we head down to the front. We're on the visitor's side. Not a lot of action for the Raiders going on, but there are people field level. Okay. Right? People hanging out. There's certain zones you can be in. So Jack's like, well, I want to go down there. I'm like, I'm sorry, son. We can't. He's like, why? And I go, well, they have special permission. We don't. And he couldn't wrap his head around why we couldn't go on the field. So it made me happy to know because I tried to get field passes through some friends that we know, and it didn't work out for whatever reason, which right. is fine. I am so thankful that didn't work out. Because now he understands there's, like, I kind of gave him a quick, there's people that have permission, there's people that don't oh, have permission. Oh, yeah. If he had been able to go on the field in his first ever game, you'd have been fucked. For the rest, you'd, you'd never take it to a sporting event again. Let's keep in mind. suck. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep in mind, his idea of Disneyland is that we get someone to let us walk in the exits. His uh, first trip. Yeah. So we've kind of already fucked ourselves in that aspect. Well, lucky for you, you don't have to go again. So Exactly. Awesome. That job's done. Off the I list. had to have a third one, so guess who has another trip on his agenda at some point? <laughs> So we walk over to their side. We're looking at the Raiders. This is the tunnel, right, where the Raiders come out. Mm-hmm. Raiders and Chargers both. Because um, the other one's flooded with sewage from the, the other tunnel. There's only one tunnel. I know. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> just being a dick. Um, about the, the state of the Oakland Coliseum. So we go in there. Uh, we, we go on the other side. One of the ushers wouldn't let us in. He goes, hey, man, he's like, I'd love to let you in, but my boss is right there watching me. Oh, really? And I go, okay. And he goes, go three doors down. That dude will let you in. I'm like, cool. Thanks, man. And I, I, uh, on the way back, I gave him a little 10 spot. I'm like, hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Just, just, I was just like, those guys don't fucking make shit. No. Like, hey, thanks for the, you know, thanks for the advice. And do you know how often that guy gets tips? Never. Never, dude. Yeah. I was just like, fuck it. Like this. So, this it is feels the- like nothing, but it's total, and it probably is nothing, but it's totally something. You know what I mean? Well, this is the best part. So we go down. And we literally go to the tu- like we're right at the tunnel and there's there's fans everywhere. This is noon at this point, so we're about an hour before game time. Yeah, and uh, there's fans everywhere. I'm looking for Barry. I'm looking for someone that like I can yeah. make a contact with. Nobody. But there's two seats right at the at the tunnel, right at the right as the like there's like the canopy that goes over the tunnel. Um, 
and, and there's there's a, there's two seats. So I put Jack right in front, and I'm like, perfect. And you see, you know, these Goliath of men are walking out with their pads. And Which that's lo- I mean, the size of those guys is lost on kids. You just they don't because they're still no. far away. They they don't understand like and even like I didn't understand how big those guys were until I got that close as an adult. Yeah, you have to well you have to be shoulder to shoulder with them to really understand how big or when I say shoulder, maybe shoulder to rib cage. Um, but you have to you have to like literally stand in front of them to, to really witness. Because yeah, as a kid, size. you're looking up at everyone. So what's right. the difference? Exactly. Yeah. That guy's a giant. That guy's more of a giant. Either way, everyone's <laughs> He's a giant. Yeah. So we get there, and there's a spot right like the canopy ends. There's probably two two rows, and then us. So it's just enough where if Jack sticks his hand out, a guy would could hit his hand, but you have to jump for it. And those guys aren't jumping in cleats. So no. no way. So I'm kind of like, all right, I'm already setting myself up for failure here, but there's no other spot to go. Neither side, this is the only spot. So we're sitting there waiting, we're waiting. We see a lot of refs come out. out of the, all of a sudden, you know, the guy the guy announces, hey, you know, players coming out, players out. So I'm like, all right, someone's coming, but I see him coming from the Chargers side. Philip fucking Rivers comes out. And I could have sworn, I was, I, I tried so hard to restrain myself, and I really wanted to say, where's your fucking bolo tie? Right. But I didn't. Right. I, if he came out and he goes, well, how about this? And just ran out. I'm like, you're such a movie line douche. I wanted to, I wanted to yell something at him, but I'm like, I go, well, son, that's the player from the, that's the quarterback from the Chargers. He doesn't think much of our defense. Yeah. He, doesn't he think said anything that on us, national TV. <laughs> anything of us at all. Yeah. So, um, He's got 43 of you. Yeah. <laughs> Careful, he'll probably adopt you. <laughs> right. uh, so he goes, long story short, we're waiting, we're waiting. No Raiders, no Raiders, no Raiders, no Raiders. I'm like, fuck. So, and I could tell the people who. Why do I feel like this, this is a setup just to tell no. me that the Raiders didn't show up at all? Because I watched the game. It didn't seem like they did. No, they no. <laughs> This is no, this, show, this shows you like the the kind of the the how the the, the how the rest of the day was going to go. Okay. So I noticed the people that who had the seats were waiting patiently in the row behind us. I could tell. By the way, they're looking at their seats and they're looking at me. And I'm looking at the seats and I'm like, "Thank you." Like I'm kind of mouth of, "Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate it." You know, they can see I'm with the kid. They're not going to fuck with me. So finally, I go, Jack. I said, "Hey, bud, we got to go because this is these are someone else's seats." And they're waiting for us. Hmm. And they've been very nice and patient while we've been looking at players. And I'm sorry that no one from the Raiders have come out. But I said, hopefully, you know, we had a autograph book and everything. And I knew, I'm like, there's no way that's happening. No right. way. Right, right. So we're getting ready to leave. You turn, go back up the steps. We probably walk 10 yards. And all the cheers start. All the fucking car ah! comes out first. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. Oh. And Jack's like, is that Derek Carr? And I go, probably not. Let's keep going. <laughs> I just keep going, go, go, go. So we get up. I tell me get up to the stairs and walk around and look. I'm like, oh, look, they're, they're out there now. They must have come out right after we left. And he was totally fine. Everything today, everything that was going to potentially be a problem was not a problem. With him. Yeah. It was perfect. We had the perfect day. One minor dust up, and it was nothing. It was nothing in the hindsight of things. So, well, you know, he just, but he kind of, he goes like, for the last time, I don't have to go pee. And I'm like, hey, dude. Don't talk to me like that again. Oh, Never. yeah. You know, and I go. Oh, so he well, didn't say it the way you just said it. He said it with like real like, for the bit. last time, dad. Oh, yeah. I don't have to fucking take a piss. Why don't you shut your pile? Basically. <laughs> yeah. But all the people around us like heard him say, talk to me. I go, well, you don't talk to me that way. If you do that again, we're leaving. Done. Yeah. We'll walk out of the stadium right now. Listen, daddy's looking this for. This is before. This is like. Daddy's looking for an excuse to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we got to be traffic. What? You have to go pee again? What? <laughs> so. He, uh, that's the only thing he was, but he, we, I talked to him outside. We were good. 
I was basically, I didn't tell him that we were going to go get sunscreen and water. And he didn't hear that. He just heard going pee. I don't have to go pee. I want to, he really wanted to watch the game. So we're in there. Kickoff happens. Anthem happens. I mean, the God bless America happens. That kid's on his feet, hats off, ready to go. Oh, good. Right? And I've, good. you know, I, I can't remember the last, we've never, you know, we've been to a Warriors game. So that's the only reference he probably has to that. But did everything right. Well, they do it at school, too. You know, the Pledge of Allegiance and all yeah, that kind of stuff. They understand. All, I like guess. The, yeah, the that's flag right. respect. So yeah. game happens. Uh, you know, the first drive down, that's when the punter uh, ran the little, this little extra thing. And he was, I mean, high-fiving everybody around him. Right. Oh, that's great. That's so great. Yeah. He made such a good impression that the dude next to us, season ticket holder, went and bought him a commemorative pin, like a very special. Shut up. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Game pins. They have the date on it, the game. It's it was because it was military appreciation. Mm. He went and did that. And he's like peeling the peeling the price tag off. He's like, hey, he's explained to me. He's like, do you have a treasure box at your house? Do you have a treasure chest? Jack's like, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. He's like, put this in your treasure chest. Put it like pin it to the ticket. And put it on there. He's like, because I was telling everybody it's his first game, this and this and this. And so it was totally dope. Everyone had a great time. Everyone around us was really, really respectful. There was one little flare up, dust up between two fans. But I told, you know, I told Jack, I said, this is what happens at games. This is yeah. exactly what we're talking about. And it happened in such a peaceful way. Still a little barking, but it happened in such a peaceful way that it was like a really good representation to him of what, you know, running your mouth and. There was only one guy who was really drunk, not in our section, but we walked by and saw him, and he was kind of bouncing off the walls. And I could tell Jack said, that guy's had too much to drink, dude. It's that simple. He, he drank way too much alcohol. Yeah. So this is the observation I've had. This is, that was obviously the recap of his experience. He had a great time. We had a great time. And if you've met my kid or know my kid, for him to say, I don't care what the score is, Dad, I'm just glad I came, is a huge thing. That is a huge is thing. He is a nerd about sports, about yeah. scores. So these are my observations from a fan. Now, let's go back to I've been a fan my entire life. Uh, I attended my first game in 1991 when they were in Los Angeles. For whatever reason, my parents allowed me to. And this segment, by the way, is probably going way too long. Nah, it's good. We're listening. It's all football, all right. man. I mean, it, what, what do we do? You want oh, to talk about the X's and O's? No. Want to talk about the X's and O's of that game? The I could, and the diarrheas? Yeah, I could, t- I could <laughs> tell you it's, it's not going to be pretty. I gotta be pretty. I could break it all down. I watched it because I'm an idiot. Anyway, um, so first game, Los Angeles, 1991. My parents, whatever reason, allow me and my friends. I'm a 16 year old sophomore. Mm-hmm. They, we say, we get an idea to go. Hey, we're gonna go on a Raiders game. We're gonna leave on a Friday. Kind of like ditch school early, head down. Perfect. Go there, party, have fun. We have a chaperone who's 22 years old, our friend's older brother, so we can buy beer. And then we're going to head back after the game on Sunday, which we do with success. Um, I've been, I, I went to games 92, 93, 94 while they were still in LA. Um, crazy story about the Browns Raiders game in LA, 19, the 1993 season. Okay. Most fights I've ever seen in my life in a stadium. It was crazy. That's for another podcast. Um, 1995, fast forward to 1995. My roommates at the time make the front page of the Press Democrat be when the Raiders come back. <laughs> Picture them. They're, they're literally, my friend is sobbing. They're coming back. He's cheering them as they're coming through the, the same tunnel that I just took my child to. Oh, really? Which is now rusted. By the way, I'm going to tell you that the floor rust and just 
just scarred metal everywhere. This that stadium is in such disarray. Oh yeah, dude. The, the, all this, I mean, all the, the all the like shit that gets that gets talked by other players. I mean, that doesn't come from nowhere. Right. That place really is a toilet. It is fucking garbage. Yeah. So, friends are on the cover of the newspaper. I'm a fanatic, so much so that in January of 2003, I'm in Las Vegas for the watch the Super Bowl when they get trumped by the mm-hmm. the Bucks. Uh, you know, got into a huge skirmish. I was that same guy that explained to my son, this is why you don't, you know, talk shit at football Flip games. Flip the table huge. to the strip club. That's yeah. it. Flip the table to the strip club. Um, so first year I missed a game was 2016. It's the first game I missed in 25 years. I'd gone to a game ever since. Uh, I've seen some really shitty games. I've seen some really awesome games. Yeah. But this game with my son was by far and away the worst game I've ever seen. And I'm not even talking about the field with the, with the, the caliber of play. Everybody from the ticket holder to the seat, the, 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 the person to get you to your seats, mm-hmm. the fucking soda guy, the nacho guy, everybody was just shit-talking everything. I mean, just you could just tell it was like a bad breakup and this is, I know I'm sure that the other sportscasters have, have used this. This is like the worst breakup, so much so that they're already talking about next year. They might go back and play. They're in, con- they're in negotiation right now to play there again next year. And talk about, like, it's shitty this year. Just wait till next year. They're not going to get, I mean, it's not that, dude, it's going to be, people are going to hit, like, hit the side with a hammer just to bring chunks of the, of the Coliseum home with them. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be... Bedlam, and the, you know the cops did a good job. Security did a good job, like breaking everything up. That stuff that did happen, but there really wasn't that many fights. And there was a, there was still a few Charger fans there, but there really wasn't any. There was no energy, There's no passion, nothing. And I've been to games. I've been to seasons where they've been, they've been shitty. Yeah, right. Jamarcus Russell era, like that was garbage. Like nothing could be done, and you, there's nothing we, that would salvage anything and just the the defeat that was in the crowd was it was something that made me so incredibly sad it's this weird confluence right now in Raiderland where you know we finally rid ourselves of al davis's you know final death throes of general managerial ship right we finally rid ourselves of whatever decisions he was making late in his career we finally got a general manager who had a good draft now he's not doing as well. Our coach kind of lost the locker room. Oh, we've, we're bringing back this, you know, this guy that, you know, that we're really excited to have. Right. And then this guy started losing players, like trading players away. Like we're going to a rebuild now. Like you guys were, you brought Marshawn Lynch back. We were excited about that. You, you signed Jordy Nelson. You brought in these guys because you wanted to try and bring a championship to, to Oakland before you left for Vegas. And then you didn't do that. Not only did you not do that, you did the exact opposite you of that. Dismantled the team. Yeah, and so but I will say this: uh, I recently read a, a thing that uh, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN wrote up. Mm-hmm. He sat down with um, with Mark Davis after the game, and yeah. Mark Davis is like, "The I take responsibility for everything that's going on. This is how it went down. You know, Gruden wanted to keep Mac there. Like, I don't care what the, the story says. This is what this is my perspective." Believe what you want, but I know the truth, and this is the truth. He said. You know? He said he wanted to keep him. I couldn't afford to pay him. That's what he said. Yeah, I couldn't. Af- we couldn't afford to pay him. 
just, and I understand, like, I, I understand, you know, it's a bad look. You're going to go, go into this multi-billion dollar stadium that you, that has been claimed by a number of people within the organization. that's privately funded that you then can't turn around and sign a marquee player. Like, and the sad thing is, you know, for, you know, for a guy like, you you know, it's like savvy Raider fans will see the best case scenario of, you know, the draft picks you got for Khalil Mack, for example, are drafting two all pros. Well, if they turn into be all pros in their first two or three seasons, that's going to be in the first season or two of being in Vegas. You will not have made your money back on your investment. So you can't pay those guys either. Right. It's just, it's, they should, I mean, there's a million things that go on that. I, I mean, I'm just sitting here at the table with you. I, there's probably a million things in the boardroom in Raiderland that I don't know anything about. But, you know, the simple fact is there had to be like just for all the good PR that it felt like in July, like they have just bungled so much of this. And so going back to the original story, I don't blame anybody for feeling tired and exhausted and going through the motions of like, well, I already bought these tickets. So what the fuck else am I supposed to do? Right. Exactly. The, you know, the PSL money has been spent. Um, you know, you got to pay that goddamn rent. What are you going to do? How many people in your section would you say are were actual like season ticket holders versus people that like bought them on StubHub or so whatever? Let's put it this way: um, in my section of there were were eight seats across, probably fifteen rows down, right? Same okay. thing on their side. So there's two rows, two sides. There was probably twenty fans in that section. Oh, right. This is mid. This is mid level. I mean, looking around, I, t- I took a couple of pictures of the stadium um, right around the fourth quarter. And um, the, the part that just absolutely stuck the dagger in Ugh, was when yeah. it was, you know, fourth and two. Raiders are down, per, as usual. Cars trying to make a comeback and literally gets a little bit of pressure. And you know what he does? Spikes the ball on the ground. Spikes the ball on the ground out of the pocket. And it's just like, everyone's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, so I've watched that play like two dozen times because I couldn't fathom what he was doing. That play is designed to go to Jalen Richard on a screen pass. Jalen Richard clips somebody's hip, defensive end, I think, and doesn't get open right away. And they're blitzing two guys from the secondary. Yes. So they're really coming after him. He gets real pressure. The play really is only designed for Richard. So in some level, they didn't do Carr any favors. But you don't get to live to fight another day there. You have to get the first down. Right. You have to turn that. You have to turn that into positive yards. You can't just throw it into the ground, punting, and hope to get the ball back. You're not. That's the game. Fourth. That's the game. You're not even punting it. It's over. I know. Yeah. I know. That's the game. You don't put the ball in the ground on fourth down, like. I just I, he did it. I think he did it. I think he literally thought the expression on his face and his body language. I think he thought it was third down. It's the only yeah, thing I could fathom. I, fathom you know, it's funny. I could see that. I could see that because it's like Phil Barber, who writes for the Press Democrat, uh, had a great article basically saying like that's a guy that has that's given up on the season because do you think Drew Brees or even Dak Prescott or you know. In, you know, like even Eli Manning against a terrible Niners team last night, you think if with presented with the same situation that they spike the ball into the ground, they may overthrow somebody. They may just throw it into the air as far as high as they can and hope it comes down into one of their own guys' hands. But they don't just put the ball on the ground. Yeah, he was like on the thirty yard line. Yeah, 
And it's one of those things like, dude, like, and even then the pressure was coming, but he had a, he could have ran if he wanted to. Yeah. And he's probably not a clear line. He's probably not in watching. He's probably not running for a first down there. Like, because they, like they're coming through the, they're coming through the, the lanes there. They're coming through the gaps. Right. And so he probably doesn't have the ability to like really scramble and get and, and break it open. But you have the ability to keep that play alive and oh, yeah. do the Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers thing where you just play street ball. Right. And he just didn't do that. It just and that it's a guy that's had his shit handed to him all year. He's had major injuries each of the last two seasons from taking sacks and his so, offensive line is injured and he doesn't have weapons on the outside. And so when you yeah, look at it in that regard, can you blame him for kind of giving up? No, not at all. But it's, you know, he's given up. And, and that, that to me, I looked at that. I'm like, oh, that just signed him. He's getting traded next year. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, the other part that I found interesting in that article that I read was that Mark Davis went back and talked about the game against the Redskins where last uh, year, last year, mm-hmm. where everybody took a knee except for Carr. Mm-hmm. Right, and they were the 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 uh, conspiracies theorists thought that his offensive line, yeah, I remember was letting him get get beat up for doing. It's really just that guy Whitworth had a terrible game. <laughs> I remember. So, but there's but Davis said there was there's more to that story. Oh, he did and someday. Yeah, he he referenced that game. He's all the that's when the shift changed. That's when the tides changed with the Raiders, and we went downhill that game. And he goes, I don't have all the answers, but all the answers will surface at some point, and you'll know exactly what happened. But there was a problem within the organization. Really? So there's something that he's alluding to that he doesn't want to come out and say. But I thought that was interesting because it's one of those things like I didn't buy into that conspiracy. And do I do I buy into it now? Not necessarily, but I do. It's interesting to hear him say that and reference that because it was the turning point of the team. From that point forward, the team fell apart. The same team that was potentially, you know, was wild card, you know, wild card playoff he, bound. He got his he got his lunch handed to him in that game. It was not good, right? And I think it was either the following week or the week after where he broke the bone in his back, taking yeah. the taking tack, you know, tackle after tackle in the backfield. It's interesting. I, I mean, I don't want to get into like a whole other thing here, but that's. I, I, it's pretty brutal leadership from Mark Davis. Well, I mean, that's you want to talk about something that tells me that he's definitely getting traded. Like the owner's just gonna like just gonna leave that little matzo nug, ball out yeah, there. Yeah, that little nugget out Come there on, for dude. He's not the best owner. We know that, uh, but it's just interesting. So with that, like I said, I, I as soon as he spiked the ball on that fourth down, I was just yeah. like. You're you're done. You're done as a Raider, and it made me feel bad because I really did like Carr initially, and I really liked what he did. It's last two years have been tough to watch. Well, dude, it was crazy because there was a, like, wouldn't you glad? Like there was a time even on this show where we said, uh, where we said, you know, like he's got to tone down some of the risks that he takes because teams are just gonna really are going to blitz him harder and all these risks that he takes down the field are just going to turn into costly turnovers. Right. Wouldn't you gladly go back to that guy? Oh man. Like all these dump offs and check downs and even the fourth down where he put the ball on the ground was technically kind of a check down play. Like that's what they're even calling now. Like I, I loved car. I thought the stuff that he did, you know, like my, one of my favorite moments as a passive Raider fan, as your buddy was watching, you know, them gamble and go for two in New Orleans in week one a couple of years ago. Yeah. And get it. And Crabtree threw the ball 100 yards into the air and friggin in New Orleans. 
and you just thought like that's a ballsy ass call. It's a ballsy throw for a guy that yeah, like, that to was a that was Del that Rio. Yeah, that was Del Rio just you know throwing it out there. And it's just such a stark contrast from where they are right now. It's and it's frustrating. You know, it's funny because that's I've had that little spark of like, oh my god, like they're actually here to play when they did that that punt fake. Yeah, a fake, fake punt rather. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit! I go, they could they could do this. They're they're gonna they're fucking pulling all this stuff and then march down to get three points. I'm like, well, I've been here before. Well, they can't get in the red zone at that point. You 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 put them what, on their heels. What are, you, what are you doing running a jet sweep on fourth and one or fourth and goal again? We've seen this show already. Right. I don't know. Like, what are we doing with the jet sweeps and the handing the ball off to the fullback that no one's ever heard of? Like, it's just it's happened so much this year. Because well, the, the Chargers were game. The Chargers it were game to let the Raiders have it in the very beginning. Yes. They were going to charge her it up, as we kind of predicted on the radio, 97.7theriver.com, the classic rock for the North Bay.com. Uh, the Danny Wright Morning Show. Danny Wright Morning Show.com. Um, but we kind of said that. Like, the Chargers have a tendency to charge her things up down the stretch. This feels like a game that they're going to get trapped in. You know, and then we kind of jokingly said, but it is the Raiders, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But in the very the first eight minutes of that game, I thought, I don't know, man. I don't right. know. This. Well, know. it's so funny, and it, I it, I also think that's to talk about the show real quick. Last, so the week we went all went when the Raiders had their bye, we all went two and zero, which has not happened in a long time. Right. We also went zero for three in all of our wild card games this last week. Everyone yeah. lost their wild card games, which has not happened ever. Yeah. Not forget about the fact that like uh, I went out on a limb and took the seven and a half point favorite not only did the seven and a half point favorite lose they got their fucking lunch handed in the only team that rolled over harder than oakland was the freaking new york jets this weekend yeah. oh <laughs> man was that gracious. rough anyway oh. uh that was my that, that the ultimate uh the first experience for them I, and I, the best part was on the way out i told my son i go look you're never gonna forget this game no and it's not about the game it's about the experience but we had a great time uh you know Shit, we're into the day, you know, probably 150 bucks by the time he bought groceries, parking. He wanted uh, cotton candy and chowed the whole thing. He got uh, a big old soda, the whole I mean, we did everything. Yeah, you he we and, did the experience. And you would have spent ten times that amount for that experience. Yeah. Oh man. But it was it was a good time. He had a great time. It was gonna be awesome. Can't wait till he's eighteen, we go to Vegas. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll hear from our sponsor. And uh, we'll talk a little about Warriors. Sports Meets Beer podcast is brought to you by Advanced Auto Glass and Detail. Advanced Auto Glass and Detail is committed to providing you with the highest quality premium glass products and a professional installation by certified technicians. They are experienced in every aspect of glass replacement or repair, offering factory replacement or a premium aftermarket upgrade. They even deal with those annoying windshield rock chips that show up out of nowhere. They offer free local mobile service and offer a full warranty on all workmanship for as long as you own your vehicle. And across the street at Advanced Detail, they specialize in cars, trucks, vans, RVs, boats, show cars, trailers, and more. They are a full-service auto detailing shop. Offering exterior wash, polish and wax, interior vacuum, shampoo, trim detail, and even smoke and odor removal. Water spot and scratch removal, paintless dent repair, it's all available at Advanced Auto Glass in detail. Advanced Auto Glass. Look for the purple building at 2460 Santa Rosa Avenue. And right across the street is Advanced Auto Detail at 2549 Santa Rosa Avenue. Advanced Auto Glass, 707 526 
707-526-2200. Advanced Auto Detail, 707-526-2200. Let Advanced Auto Glass in Detail take care of all of your automotive needs. So from one organization that is uh, searching for success to another organization that has found a lot of success but is also having some dark times right now, Golden State Warriors, uh, we are recording. They just closed out the Atlanta Hawks and what was a pretty lifeless win. Um, I was watching it over Ben Perry's shoulder. Uh, we just listened to as the, I predicted, by the way. Yeah, we just listened to the Kevin Durant post game press conference. They, uh, if you have not followed along, and I'm sure by the time this actually hits the airwaves or hits the podcast waves, there will be a lot more information than what we have now. But our responses will probably not be that dissimilar at that time than now. But um, they asked Durant about the little uh, verbal skirmish between he and Draymond Green at the end of regulation against the Clippers on Monday night. Uh, where Draymond called him a bitch and kind of called him out about his free agency. And Kevin Durant may or may not have said, see, this is why I'm out. A whole thing. Um, Draymond got suspended for the game for tonight. And uh, we just wanted to ab- address it just quickly. And I'm here to tell you that Kevin Durant may or may not have been staying before that happened. I don't think this affects that decision. I think he's already made up his decision, has made up his mind one way or the other. I can tell you this, though. Uh, my feeling is that Draymond Green made sure that he's the one that's not getting the max deal because <laughs> the Warriors are going to have to make a choice. Clay's going to get paid. They're going to try and pay Durant. Uh, and then they're going to have to trade Iguodala or Livingston and not sign Draymond to make all of the money work. And Draymond's game is going to age the worst. He's a great player. He's a dynamic player. I love him. He's been critical to their championship to their three championships you could make a case that he's the reason why they don't have four though um four in a row and also but uh, you know all the things that he does defensive player of the year all the things he does you know, he guard all five positions um but his game is based on physicality and that doesn't age well and he doesn't shoot the ball that well and he's not a great finisher around the rim um he's gotten much much better in his career he's a great passer he's not a good ball handler which is kind of how this all started because he dribbled the ball away to end regulation. Uh, if I'm the Warriors, I watch this happen and I suspend him, and that suspension is to send him a message, hey, dude, get it together, and also to send KD a message to say, hey, dude, we're not going to put up with this shit. Um, but if you want to basically, if you want to, like, at this time next year, hmm, actually, he's going to be a free agent in two years. So at, at this time two years from now, you want to look at why uh, they're not giving Draymond Green a big-time full max extension. This will be why. Because uh, he made a bad decision at the end of regulation. They were trying to get into a scatter situation. They didn't want to get a timeout. They wanted to keep you know, the Clippers off balance and get a shot with one of, the, you know, with one of either Clay or Durant getting a shot there at the end. But then they didn't get the shot to one of those two guys. So they were in the scatter situation, and Draymond dribbled it away. So... You know, the smart player goes, I wish if he looks at Durant, who was trying to get the ball right away, and goes, I was trying to get us into a scatter situation. You got to run with me. I should have kicked it out to Clay in the wing. I should have tried to get it into the lane. Well, this is an entirely different conversation, but for some reason, Draymond just went full defensive mode and just tried to call Durant to the carpet. And there's going to be a lot of people who are already anti Durant because of everything that happened with Oklahoma City. Right. None of that is relevant here. It just isn't. Um, 
Draymond tried Draymond tried to be the lead dog in a room where he is not the lead dog. That is the bottom line. And I think if Steph is playing in that game, I think it's a lot different. I think Steph Draymond probably gives Steph the ball there. To be honest with you. Oh yeah. I think there's some of that dynamic also. So this will not be the one thing that dictates whether or not uh, KD leaves. You can write that down. But yeah, this, this is definitely is, the thing that dictates. The this is definitely the thing that dictates why Draymond's not getting a max deal. God, it's such a it's such a fucking. It's so funny how fast everything and of course everybody across the nation wants to tear this team oh, apart. Oh, Schadenfreude! This is, <laughs> this is the first yeah. the first chink in the armor. Hey man, let's not be racist. <laughs> not, this is the first chink in the armor they've had in a long time. So everyone is just going to run wild with this story. That's it's going to be there for a while, and then people are going to create tension in post game interviews and pre game interviews. They're going to try to stir things up. It's just that's just what's going to happen. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Listening, having listened to Durant just now, that uh, you know they kind of reference it on the post game show, but it's pretty obvious that uh, Draymond's going to have to go to him and apologize. Oh yeah, uh, and quite honestly, I think Steve Kerr has the command in that locker room that that will happen. I, you would think so. You would think so. I don't know, man. I, I mean, you were just saying, you know you were saying you didn't get a chance to watch it in real time. I was watching it passively. I was at work. I was still reeling from the 49ers diarrhea fest. Uh, that was the Monday night game. Uh, they didn't deserve to win that game anyway. They were turning the ball over all over the place. And, uh, you know, they were just making a lot of mental errors. But uh, it just, I don't know, it just, it feels weird. Like, they were rolling along through the first 11 games of the year. Everybody was happy. They were playing well. There weren't any issues. You know, Curry's kind of is hurt now. He's missing some games. Maybe they might be slow playing some of that. But it just all of a sudden, it's like, I, I wonder what else has gone on here. And right? I wonder, like, do, I mean, what do you think? You, you as a Warrior fan and a, and a Draymond, we've been watching Draymond, you know, do his thing for a while. Do we think that this just kind of blew up out of nowhere? Or do you think something else has been festering for a while? I think this blew up out of nowhere. I, I to me, quite, I mean, I, maybe, maybe this is, this is truly just uh, something that's bubbling over from free agency. Mm-hmm. And Draymond's maybe a little jealous. I mean, there, there's obviously something going on, but I think this is a this is probably an isolated incident. I don't think there's any contention in that in that locker room. I think that they've had one of the better lineups they've had in a long time. Their roster is is deep, and they're they're everyone for the most part um, is playing to the expectation, if not greater. I think this is something that's minor, and I think it's something that's. You know, on the on the on the coattails of a frustrating loss, mm-hmm. right? So you now all of a sudden now you have two losses, and you the Hawks who you probably should have blown out by twenty five points. Now it's a very close game. It just I don't know. It's got the the makings of some problems that will you know unfortunately probably haunt them. You know, the funny thing is before that before you know a week ago, uh, a lot of people were talking about like hey, the Warriors have the potential to go. You know, they'll go undefeated at home. That's really going to happen. All these, and and and, yeah. and then all of a sudden, Draymond gets hurt, and then Steph gets hurt, and then the bricks start falling, and the frustration start. I think I think these guys are under a, a crazy amount of pressure, and I think that with Steph being gone, uh, they've done it before. That that's this is not the first time he's been gone, but I think that added a layer of pressure with uh, with Katie's you know upcoming free agency, and I think uh, I think Draymond snapped. We all know he's a fiery player. You you get him. He's either full throttle or nothing. 
And I think he's full throttle. And he's, you know, he fucking he made a bad decision, and the guys got on him, and he got fucking defensive about it, and he just fucking snapped. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it the suspension shows that uh, where the organization lies. Like, get in line, man. Like, this is you're on a great fucking run right now. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it, we've seen this happen before, right? Egos start to get in the way. Um, well, this is this is everything. Oh, look at that, this. Look at this over your head right now. Other 29 NBA teams on Warriors drama, and it's the anchorman, everybody jumping. <laughs> I think this, I think, uh, you know, there's still a little bit of a little bit of a chip on on Durant's shoulder. But I think, honestly, it's been one day. Right. And that's all that's been beaten over his head the last 24 hours. I'm sure he's talked to PR people. I'm sure they talked to everybody. It's it's not going away. Yeah. So. Uh, so Monty Poole, a Warriors insider who I do like reading. Uh, I hope to get him on the show one day. Uh, according to his article that he wrote this afternoon, he said a quote, uh, passing the ball to Durant for a potential game winning shot, quote, would have solved multiple problems, according to one source. Um, as far as what decision coaches and player make, that's a, there's a thousand decisions they make out there. Bob Meyer said, said, I don't get into this or that as far as what he should or shouldn't have done. Uh, Kurt said, I think we'll be fine. We're a team that goes through stuff just like everybody else. Things happen, bumps in the road. You've got to move forward. It's all part of coaching a team. It's part of being on a team. You have to get through adversity, and there are some difficult times, and you go through them. Monty Poole's pretty confident in this article and an article he wrote later that if this will not be the driving force and whether or not Durant leaves. I think Marcus Thompson said it earlier. I think he's gone. I, I, I do believe that. I think he's already decided that he's going to go someplace to the Knicks or to whoever. The best thing that came out of this story, though, um, this is sort of the last little point that I'll make about it, is um, Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the face in practice, <laughs> and they won three titles together. Right? And uh, That's Steve, a great example. Steve, I mean, literally punched him in the face. And they asked him about it in his pregame press conference today. And he kind of gave the story. He goes, yeah, you know, we're, it's a competitive thing. You're in the middle of winning titles. You're playing all you're You spend nine months together. You know, you're on trips together. You're on planes together. You're on buses together. You're in hotels. You eat together. Yeah, there's all this stuff. You know, it can be tough. And, and then he kind of gives this other sort of, like, political answer. And then he says, but just to be clear, I kicked Michael's ass. <laughs> Nice. So, I don't know, man. By the time this hits, probably some of what we just said will be outdated. They will have already squashed it or whatever. Or there's going to be a public apology. or so, I don't know. Or maybe it gets worse. Who knows? But I think, you know, well, this, is always, I, this is always who Draymond's been. It's coming to a head now. It will not be the reason Durant left. I think if it's coming to head now, it's because Durant's already kind of told these guys that he's leaving. Frankly, that's what I think might, might be the case. So, but you can, make, you can be damn sure that that dude's not getting a max deal. Right. Draymond isn't. Man. It's disappointing because, like you said, can't, uh, before the, the mics were hot, can't can't we as fans just enjoy a three-peat like everybody else? Yeah, can't I just get a normal three-peat? Everybody else doesn't. <laughs> uh, I am Brad Barmore. That is Ben Perry. This has been episode 88 of the Sports Meets Beer podcast. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped. Also, email the show if you got something you want to tell us, something you want to yell at us, pictures you want to send us. Uh, sportsmeetsbeer at gmail.com. That's meats. Like the protein. M-E-A-T-S. Sportsmeetsbeer at gmail.com. Episode 88 in the books. Instant classic. Ooh.